and welcome to a, another edition of Second Round on Us brings to you straight to the mat, where today we will talk about why we love wrestling and our passion for wrestling and what got us into wrestling and the many topics that fall under the umbrella of why we love wrestling. So, as always, one of your co-hosts, the ravishing one, ravishing Rick Rude, aka Mr. Slick Rick the Ruler, and to my right, the Cerebral Analyst, Dennis, and to my front, ooh yeah, the madness, 1984. Well, gentlemen... Welcome back. It's glad to have you guys. Glad to have you guys back here in the fold for episode six, uh, six, 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 six. And, and we're still above ground. Yeah, that's right. And we're still above ground, even though I said the number six maybe more than once. And this might be the devil's podcast now, but I'm okay with that. Anyways, now let's get to it, gentlemen. Our love and our passion for wrestling. Wrestling! wrestling. So take it away, boys. Anyone want to start off on this? There were, you have to start way, way back. like Back in the womb? Back in the womb, but back when I was still in diapers, probably. No, not really. Um, why we love wrestling? Why I love wrestling? Now, like with the wrestling now and back then, like the reason why I love wrestling, sometimes stuff in life, you could kind of like, you know, attract, attract something that in storyline, you know, world in, in the world of wrestling, you could connect to. It's not really like, you know, like back in the day, like, you know, like, oh, uh, the good guy um, has a valet and... The, the the heel you know steals the you know the valet from um the the the, the good guy something like that like I can like, relate to like Ziggler and Rusev and Lana when when you had that going on that I was actually thinking of um when was it uh, WrestleMania ten where Chris Jericho and uh, Christian with Trish Stratus oh Trish Stratus yeah yeah yeah, yeah something like that like I could relate to that many times mm. no I'll admit um. <laughs> It's just that the energy, the entertainment side, like, it's just something, it's also something that distracts you from everyday life. Yeah. You know, like, you watch wrestling, you watch entertainment, you, you get excited for the moment that you're watching. It makes you forget of stuff in, in your personal life that may be going on in, in a negative aspect. You know, like, some something like a job, you know, being too stressful, or, you know, or maybe you have a... A bitch of a girlfriend, you know, on your ass. You know, you just watch wrestling. You know what? I need this time to just vent and just Sit forget about anything. Maybe give her a tombstone. <laughs> I will choke her. Or a stone or stutter. Yeah, give her a stutter. I mean, come on, man. I don't know. This is this is now your passion for wrestling is now version on domestic abuse. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm always wearing wife beaters. Oh wow. <laughs> okay. All right, and you also, you also might be a fifty-year-old uh, Italian from Brooklyn. Okay. No problem. Uh, but, point well taken. Madness? Oh, well, for me, you know, 
um, being the meathead of the group, I enjoy, and none of you pansies out there take this any type of way, but I am a, how do you say, a person that enjoys art, and just like Arnold in his heydays of bodybuilding, I enjoy the art of a physical specimen getting in the ring and performing athletic abilities and also being able to shoot a promo like the Ultimate Warrior. The guy was an absolute cartoon fucking character out of this world, along with the likes of Macho Man, then Sting, then Hogan, and who else? Even, um... Warlord. No, I'm not gonna Kenny say Kenny Chaos. Kenny Chaos. I'm not gonna say Kenny Chaos either. But such characters as Owen Hart. It was absolutely amazing. It was a time where, you know, wrestling was larger than life. It was an actual event that you actually wanted to see. As opposed to today where the storylines are rehashed over and over. And it just seems forced on you. So you're pretty much like a Vince McMahon. No. Vince McMahon is the one rehashing the stories over and over. No, that you like big, muscular men. Nah, I don't think that's a Vince McMahon thing. Oh, that's not for a Vince McMahon thing. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the faces he always picks are pretty big, buff guys. Uh, Roman's not that big. He's just fit. He's he's not like an ultimate warrior. He's definitely not Daniel Bryan. He's not Daniel Bryan. Yeah, you're so right. He's got some size to him. It's a power yeah. ass, though, so to speak. Well, when I think of Daniel Bryan, I think of more like a WCW cruiserweight. Yeah, oh, which, for sure. Yeah. Which is not bad because, nah, you know, cruiserweights were great. WCW. I'm the WCW head of the group. So when I think of Daniel Bryan, when I think of CM Punk, I think of TV champions, cruiserweights, US, US champions, you know. Yeah. I mean, even um, Chris Benoit started off as a cruiserweight. Yeah. Yeah, he did. So, then he got more caught up and bigger when he came here, right? Oh, then he got caught up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> got cut up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> around the neck. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, for me, as a fan of uh, sports entertainment, uh, professional wrestling, wrestling, you know, for me, I think... My passion for wrestling definitely extends and comes from my childhood. You know what I mean? I got into wrestling at a young age, right? Five. Um, and then I grew up with it, you know? It was always a constant. You know, I think I kind of tailed off uh, maybe between 2003, 2007, eight. Like I, I think I took like a hiatus where you know I still follow the big stuff, but you know I miss I think I missed some of the some of the things that were going on. Yeah. You know, I like the, the, like with Guerrero winning the belt and all that stuff. You know, WrestleMania twenty I didn't watch live. You know, um, you know, so there was a while where, where I fell off, but you know, my constant's always been that I love professional wrestling because professional wrestling takes you out of your element. You know what I mean? Um, you know, me and the madness were having a conversation earlier where, you know, I was talking about how sometimes you forget that, you know, like the, the lines of reality blur sometimes where, you know, it's like the thing about wrestling is it's scripted, right? It's a promo, you know, everything, everything is, is written 
and everything is executed by an actor of sorts in the ring, right? So I was I was looking at I was looking at the uh, the Rock and uh, Vicky Guerrero when he sings to her. I remember, Do you remember that episode Rock where where her. he's like um, so he he's singing um, Eric Clapton's song uh, was it uh, it's late in the evening um, you know you're, you're putting your makeup you yeah know, I remember him singing to her. I'm surprised you remember the song. Yeah, well, I, well, number one, I love Eric Clapton and great, but you know, you know, he's supposed to say "You look wonderful tonight," but then he doesn't say that. You know what I mean? And you know, for a second, you, you, you forget that you know this is a real person, right? And you get so caught up in the moment, right, of of, of this, you know, this story, right, that then you're kind of left to be like, oh man. Oh, that that's that that's terrible. That's sad. Why would you say this to this woman? Poor woman. You know what I mean. But the truth of the matter is, is that you know, it everything in professional wrestling comes down to what I'm trying to say. I guess I should say is that uh, it's suspending disbelief and buying into what you're watching. You know what I mean. You can escape from reality and then you're in that world. But because it's live, right? Mm-hmm. Every week it's live. You know. I think sometimes when you're invested in the product, you forget that these are actually actors, right? And that these are trained professionals and that, you know, they're not really maliciously calling themselves names or, or, or you know, they're not going to really settle something in a Green Bay, Wisconsin street fight like Kevin Owens and, and, and Goldberg this week, right? Where, where Kevin Owens was like, I'll fight you in a Green, Green Bay street fight, you know? Mm. So, yeah, for me... My love of wrestling is, is, is that, you know, it's being able to suspend your disbelief and just enjoy it for what it is. We know it's scripted. We know it's fake. But you know what? When two people can put on a great show together or, or more, depending on the party, you, 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 you buy into it. You know, you buy into this larger than life. Yeah, you feel like you're part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially when you see it live. Like, like, you know, yeah, you're live. live. Yeah. Just, <clears throat> some things you know you it, it, you can't really explain it you know it's especially moments that happen like in wrestling like you know like surprise or comebacks or yeah. you know or, or debuts um it's just I like the surprise aspect of it and maybe you should notice by now like I, I sometimes wanna do like a surprise entry somewhere or go somewhere like yo I'm back and you know, like the promos, like you know, when they're shooting, like when someone goes back to their hometown to wrestle, yeah, like oh, he's he's back home, you know, to capture the belt or something like Shawn Michaels in Puerto Rico, Texas. So like me personally, sometimes like you know, when moving from job to job, you know, I was moving from Boro Boro, and like when I finally now I went back to work in Brooklyn, I'm like oh, I'm back home to you know where I was born at. So, like, especially now that I'm working sometimes near my area where I used to, you know, I grew up, I'm like, damn, like, I went to school there. I'm like, oh, wow, this this corner store that I used to go all the time to buy the, the you know, ice cream bar and the, the, the gum they had at a time sometimes, the stickers. Or um, the playground, like, oh, that's when I used to play wrestle with my friends. So it makes you think, like, oh, like, you know, wrestlers come back. To their hometown, like, it's like mm-hmm. me. Oh yeah, I'm coming. It's not, you know, it's not, not, the, not the same. But it's like, oh, yeah, I'm back in my hometown doing, 
what I'm doing now in life. Yeah. So you kind of can relate to it. You kind of, you know, like a similar comparison, but not as quite. But it's like a personal satisfaction. And like sometimes when you go, you know, like you, you know, like when you go to like go to a new job or something, like oh, like I went from WCW to WWE or yeah, vice versa. Yeah, I know. Like oh, I'm, I was a free agent and I got signed. Like when now, like you know, work with the company that I am now. Like oh, I was a part of free agent and I signed with them. Well, I think I think to big you know piggyback off of that comment, right? I think wrestling at its core, it's. It's weird because, like, it's relatable in a way, right? Because although a lot of the storylines that they do are exaggerated sometimes, you know, it's it's like, at the end of the day, they extend from something, right? I mean, sibling rivalry, right? Bret Hart, Owen Hart. Yeah. Um, best Friends Feud, you know what I mean? Triple H, Shawn Michaels, do you know what I mean? Um, madness. Ravishing work. Yeah. I I mean, but, you know, I mean, listen, uh, it's it's the truth. I mean, you know, the fact of the matter is that, you know, it's like storytelling, right? Any any story, man versus man, man versus nature, you know what I mean? There's all these story elements there, and they're all relatable, because at some point or the other, either something like that happened to someone else, and then they're retelling a story... Or, you know what I mean? They make something up that you can be like, oh, wait, you know, that's a thing. You know what I mean? So, so I think, I think at the end of the day, the fundamental of storytelling apply to professional wrestling, right? Because, I mean, it's, it's a scripted show, you know what I mean? With athletic performances, right? But at the end of the day, you know, you're, you're going to have... You know, you're going to have a Vince McMahon in your life, right? You're going to have a big authority figure who's, you know, overpowering and 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 demands to be respected and is an asshole in the process, right? And then you got a guy like Steve Austin. You know, you have the one guy who doesn't take shit and he's, like, able to just, you know, tell it to the man, so to speak. You know what I mean? And, and I think that's something, right, where they always say, right, hey, everyone wants to stun their boss at least once, you know, so... For me, I mean, I think, you know, I think that's a big thing. You know, I think wrestling at its core, that's why I enjoy wrestling. Because sometimes it's relatable and sometimes things happen that I can never do in my life. You know what I mean? I can't just stun an authority figure. You know what I mean? I just can't hit someone with a sledgehammer and get away with it. (laughs) But shit, for two hours or three, depending, you know, if watching Raw, uh, SmackDown or Raw... Or for, like, a three- or four-hour pay-per-view, I mean, shit, fuck it. Take me away from my fucking existence, and you know what? Show me. I mean, show me what you got. It's, like, also, like, you know, a perfect example is, like, you know, going back to, in real life, when we go, you know, we change, you know, a career path or a job, like, we always say, oh, like, are you going to go in and, and, t- and take off, you rip your shirt, and underneath it's going to be the, the other company's shirt? Yeah. It's, <laughs> like... Yeah, because you can relate to it. Like it's like okay, you it's, it's like you're living in a fantasy world, but at the same time, it takes you out of reality for a little bit, and just forget about maybe negative stuff that may be going on at the time in your in your life. Okay, okay, madness. Any thoughts? I agree. Um, going back to like the whole you know free agent stuff and and whatnot, I feel like. 
you know, back in the day, there was a little bit more to shine. Whereas now it's like you have one network like TNA switch networks constantly. They're not on like a good network long enough for you to be like, all right, I'm, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to switch. Like back in the day, you had WCW on and WAF on at that time. And you could just switch channels like, oh, okay, this is happening. Oh, I don't like this match, but I'm going to switch to this show because I like this match that's going on. So, you know, more people were seeing you at the time. Now it's just like, all right, the biggest place to go or the place to go to be seen is WAE. So it's kind of like, ugh. You know, it's a big corporation with a lot of fishes. And a lot of the time, even though you're a popular fish in a little pond when you come over to the big corporation... You might not get seen on TV like days and days and days and days. That's true. You know, so it's kind of like, what do I want to want? What do I really want to do? You know what I'm saying? So I guess that's why back in the days I enjoyed wrestling a little bit more and I found it more intriguing. I had options. I didn't have to struggle and go look for TNA. Or struggle and go look for Ring of Honor or ECW. It was there. You know what I'm saying? Now it's just we have people that's not really passionate about wrestling. They're more into WWE. They're more entertainment crowd. They're like, oh, I want, I want to see that. They're more smart. They don't care about wrestling. It's just the whole entertainment part. Whereas we as a whole, you know... We like the TNA. We like the Ring of Honor. We like the New Japan Pro Wrestling. We like the House of Glory. We actually look forward to going to see independent shows because we know already eh, we're all going to be the same shit that happened last week. If it's, if it's not a single match, well, guess what, player? A tag team match! <laughs> Yo, what the fuck? I don't want to see the same people wrestling over and over. Yo, but it's true because I think, especially like an indie show, when you see guys kind of like, you don't expect to be there, yeah. actually show up, and they're like wrestling, and they're having like, like to see John Morrison versus Rob Van Dam. Yo, that's a fucking dream match. You know what I'm saying? That's a dream match. Like, yo, you don't really necessarily even like think to yourself that, yo, this is this is something that's happening. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, your your disbelief again suspended because you might not have seen this matchup in a WWE, but now you see it. You know what I mean? Now you see this matchup. Now you see these guys going at it that you didn't see before. But I but I think at its core, like what I love about wrestling sometimes is. Being able to see things I've never seen before. Yeah. Right? So I get caught up in a moment when I watch New Japan Pro Wrestling. Right? When I watch New Japan Pro Wrestling. When I when I watch someone like Ricochet, you know, um, teaming up, you know, and, and having this incredible match, you know, around the ring that I can't see in the WWE because they, I think they would probably tame Ricochet. Yeah. Um, you know, when you get to see a guy like Kenny Omega, you know what I mean? I... Or, or like the Young Bucks and stuff like that, right? And, you know, these are guys you can see in different organizations, too. You know what I mean? Whether it's, um, 
which is like Ring of Honor or whatever, you know, then you take these guys, let's just say, right, you put them in a big company, right, you put them in a, in a dream match like the WWE, and then, you know, you finally see these, these matches, man. I think, for me, what I love about wrestling is seeing things I've never seen before for the first time, yeah. and then seeing, you know, like right now, let's just say, let's go back to WWE for a moment, right? WWE right now has one hell of a roster, up and down. And it can only get better. Like, the WWE right now brought in the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, the Hardys, okay? And let's say even Drew Galloway, whatever. And like I was saying before, uh, Tommy Tonga and Bad Luck uh, Fale, right? Like, if these guys came, yo, what kind of sick matches would you see on TV? Can you imagine seeing Kenny Omega versus Finn Balor on WWE TV? Or pay-per-view, whatever, it doesn't even matter. But WWE TV in general, yo, you can see Finn Balor versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Finn Balor versus AJ Styles. How about the Hardys versus, like, the, the, yeah, the club, the Usos, the New Day, or, like, a few, the Hardys versus the Wyatts or something like that, or some incarnation of the Wyatts, right? Like, wrestling for me, it's always been good when I've seen things I've never seen. I understand that point of view. It's just that, of course, me being the WWE head in this group, you know, I have to say, it's good to have all of them wrestlers definitely here in WWE, but they're going to get lost in the shuffle. Of course, yeah, I agree. The creator don't know what to do with them. Well, there's too much to do. Too much talent. Exactly. Surplus. You know, it's a a huge, you have a huge star that, you know, like Kenny Omega is a huge star, you know, Overseas, but then you bring him here. Don't get me wrong; everybody knows who he is. Yeah, he's he's, he's a big name. But what were you doing? It's like I remember the madness back in the day. You always feared like WWE bringing Sting in mm-hmm. because they you know they're not gonna probably creative wise do something you know good with him, or probably in the beginning do something you know so good, but then you know dwindle down like you know losing the Triple H at WrestleMania, which I also feel like. It should have, you know, it should have never went that route. Not gone down that way. Yeah, of course, I agree. Um, also, you know, remember back in the day when um, Scott Steiner came back to the yes, you know, Big Papa Pump. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's not gonna last. Like, yeah, he had like a good run with the Triple H feud, but afterwards, what he was just with Stacy Keebler, yeah, and Test. Uh, I mean. I think that's what, but that's what I'm saying, man. But for me, that's why I like wrestling, man. Because in wrestling, bottom line is you see things you never get to see in real life, right? I mean, why is there a Chicago street fight at WrestleMania? Remember that one, Ahmed Johnson and Legion of Doom versus the Nation Domination. The Nation of Domination. They brought up a fucking kitchen sink. Really? I mean, (laughs) yeah. When in real life have you gone out and been like, motherfucker, bring that sink. I'm going to fuck somebody up today. Or You know what I'm saying? Like, you in real life, one man cannot fight off an, ar- like an army of security guards in the ring. Motherfucker, they would tase your ass in mm-hmm. real life. You know what I'm saying? Like, simply put, all those security guards Steve Austin beat up in real life would fuck him up. Like, Steve Austin or might... Sue him. Or sue him. Exactly. Or sue him. Right? Or throw that man in jail. You know what I'm saying? Steve Austin would have such a fucking long dirt cheat. 
You know what I mean? Like, like yo, he, he would be put away for, for life. You know what I mean? But wrestling allows that. You know what I mean? Wrestling allows you to suspend your disbelief and just enjoy it for what it is, which is entertainment. You know, some people aren't fans of wrestling because, you know, they're like, oh, it's, 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 you know, oiled up guys in trunks, you know, pretending, okay, well, why don't you get into the ring, oil yourself up, wear some trunks and pretend and let me know how that goes for you, right? I mean... Yeah, pretend you know, to take a bump. Yeah, exactly. Pretend to take a bump. Pretend to run the ropes and not hurt yourself in the process. You know, these are things that just in real life, yo, we know it's fake. I mean, any intelligent person knows wrestling's fake. Mm-hmm. But appreciate it for what it is. People, just like reality shows are fake. Just like yeah, movies exactly. are fake. Scripted. Scripted yeah. reality. You know what I mean? Except with wrestling, yo, sometimes you get so caught up because, like, I remember when I was younger, I wasn't sure that Shawn Michaels didn't or did lose his smile. I didn't know it was just a real, what was a knee injury? Was that what it was? It was just like a knee injury? Like, you know what I mean? Every, every, everything they do sets you up to suspend your disbelief because for one moment, you don't know if it's true. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, mm-hmm. Shawn, Shawn Michaels, I don't mean to cut you off, but like Shawn Michaels injuring his back. Okay. Which really did happen, but... But did it really happen? But storyline-wise, but story they made it seem like, you know, he was just burnt out. But no, storyline wise, they let you know that Shawn Michaels' back was fucked up. Oh, no, of course, but they didn't. But they didn't emphasize it as much as just saying that he was just afterwards. Just he was just burnt out. Nah, they, I think I think that was a big emphasis of it. The big emphasis was that Shawn Michaels fucked up his back. He's Winston in pain, which was the whole premise of the whole WrestleMania 14 match. Which, by the way, for the record, I think is one of the best Shawn Michaels matches I've ever seen. WrestleMania 14. I, I agree. Even though... The outcome wasn't Shawn Michaels winning the match, but no. But it was great. I mean, the performance-wise. And that's one of the reasons why I'm going to say, if I'm going to say I love wrestling, I love shit like that. But you want to talk about Shawn Michaels matches? I have to say also the match he had with um, Kurt Angle, WrestleMania 21. That was good. That was good. That was good. I mean, yo. Well, you can't really say which Shawn Michaels matches were really bad. Um, they there were some, but just most of the times he really puts it out. Yeah, there. he put he he put on a show, and that's why you know he he's good. He's a, he's a great. Um, but yeah, but okay. But it's Shawn Michaels one of the wrestlers you could actually relate to, like in real life, like <sighs> char- char- the characteristics. Characteristics? The no, there's no way. No one could be Shawn because Michaels it has to be. Life. No, no, no. I'm saying it has to be like someone in wrestling, not not technically WWE in, in general that. Maybe you could not relate to, but maybe like stuff that's happening, like you know, like you have that that gimmick type. Kurt, Kurt Angle, my neck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Maybe my neck is fucked up. Yeah. No, because I asked that question because, like, for me, love, back to loving wrestling, it's just Triple H gimmick. <clears throat> I my life evolves throughout that gimmick. Working out, um, you know, going to work every day. You know, it's stuff that. You know, sometimes I'm just, like, tired and don't want to do shit. It's just like, you know what? Let me get that extra, you know, adrenaline to actually go do what I got to do. And, you know, come down with the entertainment side with, you know, bringing in the music, the theme songs. Like, that Triple H theme music, like, it doesn't Classic. matter what the hell yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. Like, that shit just pumped me up. It's just, you know, I could be, you know... Zero energy. I hear that 
and everything will be fine. Like I'm just you know all energized. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, if I got, if, can I relate to a gimmick? Can I relate to a gimmick? I definitely think Shawn Michaels is cool, but I can't relate to the Shawn Michaels gimmick. Um, what I can do though is I think if I'm going to relate to anybody maybe it's John Cena <laughs> I want to wrap it up nah I think you know just the whole never give up and even when you're down get yourself back up and do what you got to do you know hustle loyalty respect I'm all about those Okay? I can live my life throughout those uh, fundamentals and that foundation. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, I, I guess, you know, if I can relate to somebody, be him, right? You know, I, I never give up, <laughs> even when I'm down, and I probably should. I never give up. Keep going, pick myself up, and that's it. What about you, Madness? You've been too quiet. Too quiet. Who can you relate to in the industry, gimmick wise? Roman Reigns. Ooh. Big boss, man. Okay. Obviously, for my job yeah, that well, I do, that's true. You know, to we'll keep on the wraps, but yeah, you know, you can you assume know, mercenaries, or rather, people of authority figures. Okay. De- definitely, um, and also for the fact that Roman Reigns has that um, the guy, the guy, you know, gimmick. He's the man. Uh, I feel like I'm the man, definitely. You know, um, it's, it, it, it's it's like when he said, um, "I can and I will basically accomplish what I set out to do." So that's definitely one of the people I relate to. Although I might like Sting, and he might be one of my favorite wrestlers. I'm not walking around with fucking face paint. I'm not fucking insane clown posse. What the fuck? You know? It's true. But just the moniker, like, the, his attitude, pretty much. Like, the quiet, you know... Yeah. Like, like if, if we talk about the quiet aspect of, like, when Sting was a crow, absolutely. If we talk about his personality when he was surface Sting, the hyped-up, crazy California boy... And just out there, energetic, then absolutely, I'm definitely, um, those parts as well. So, you know, that's the person I most relate to. Okay. All right. So, favorite moments. We love wrestling. What are your favorite moments? Anything that, that made you like wrestling more? Or just moments that stick out in your mind that you're like, man, this is why I fucking love wrestling. You mean like a starting point, maybe? Mm, yeah, it can be a starting point, or it can be, you know... Because I was thinking that at the end of the day, like, for me, it has to be back in 1992, WrestleMania 8, when uh, Warrior came back and helped Hogan. Against, for yeah, some yeah, reason, yeah, it's just yeah. that okay. surprise aspect of that match. Just, it was energetic and electrifying, you know, quote, The Rock. Yeah. Um... It was for me because I, I I was watching wrestling at the time, but it was like I wasn't really into it like my brother was. But like when he watched it, I would just watch it because you know I was like a tag along. Mm-hmm. But then that moment is like everybody like screaming up their seats like, "Oh, this, this must be exciting!" Then it's the warrior, and then he explains me, "Yeah, the warrior's been out for like a year 
almost like maybe not, not maybe a year, like maybe like six months, I think. Mm-hmm. And he's back. Like you, you never knew he would be back. So that that's that's something that actually started off like me getting more into wrestling and you know appreciating the entertainment side of it. Because remember, at the time, I still didn't know it was fake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just you know like oh he's coming out to help Hogan. Like oh they're best friends. You know like if you were into trouble, I'll come and <laughs> run out and help you out. No, I'll probably get my ass kicked, but you know, that's a different story. Yeah, I mean, it's funny, man, because I think, honestly, like, you know, one of my favorite things would be for wrestling at moments, probably, like, a warrior type of thing. You know what I mean? Where I think, for me, the ultimate warrior and, like, the macho man, those guys, to me, are, like, the definition of what professional wrestling is, right? Like, over-the-top characters, some of the things that they did just made me always be like, oh man, that's just fucking awesome. Like, the Warriors promos, a little out there, but damn, like, this, you have this massive guy doing these, like, insane things. Amazing. Savage, too. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. think the pageantry, I think, you know, he's different, right? Um, you know, better than the, than, you know, the best and better than the rest, right? And, you know, then there, there are moments that do stand out for me. You know what I mean? I think um, the Iron Man match between Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. I love watching shit like that. To me, that's when wrestling's at its best. When you have two real, like, good wrestlers going at it and put it on a show. You know, you put on what they say, like, a wrestling clinic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even the Shawn Michaels-Undertaker matches at WrestleMania... Was it 25 and 26, 26, right? Classics, right? I think 25 was better, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but yeah, man, there there are moments that stand out for me. I think the Brian Pillman, Steve Austin thing with the house, right? And then Austin goes there to fuck him up and then Pillman pulls the gun, you know what I mean? I think, you know, there are going to always be moments that define wrestling for me. And, you know... It's just the nature of the unexpected in wrestling, too, right? So, guys showing up at Nitro for WWE, right? WWE guys showing up on Nitro and doing their thing. That, to me, is, like, awesome. Um, And, yeah, man, I I think, for me, wrestling's at its best. When you see great wrestling, you see moments where, like, holy shit, like, Foley falling off the top of the cell. You know what I mean? Um, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall showing up at, like, WCW. You know, I think these are definitely moments for me, and, and that's what defines wrestling for me. What makes me like love wrestling is the, you know, the the wrestling itself when it's at its best and its purest, and moments that you don't account for. You know, unexpected moments. What about you, Venice? Um, <clears throat> definitely, my favorite moment is you know, and although I was young at that time. But going back were definitely the Road Warriors promos in NWA. Like, they had such a presence besides being jacked up animals and making you scared shit out of your fucking boots. Their promos were absolutely amazing. It's like, at that time, like, you didn't have that much energy of promos. You, you know, you had... The Ric Flair's, which was a good talker, is the limousine riding, but the ultimate, not the ultimate, the Road Warriors brought that energy and hype, like, yeah, 
tell him hawk or tell him animal and they just go into it and they go off fucking script completely i remember at one time like <clears throat> hawk insinuated that he would rape rick flair and i was just like whoa like this dude is out of control yeah, and they're out of, they're out of their mind you know yeah. so it, it was amazing i absolutely loved it and then to piggyback off you then years later here comes the ultimate warrior and he's just as bizarre and out there as the Road Warriors were. So yeah. it was like, whoa, these, these promos were great. And going back to what I say, you just don't get these promos anymore these days. No, you don't. You don't. Not with that energy. No, absolutely not. You don't have the backstage promos. You don't have the build up to the match. You don't have the little video snippet. At the pay-per-views where you see why the matches started like that, mm-hmm. you just don't get that caliber of wrestling anymore. And then, if we were to talk one of <clears throat> my favorite matches, um, honestly, it would have to be, and not because it was like a great match or anything, but because it was a rise of like a star, like he was already a tag team yeah. star. But then once he went against Scott Steiner for the world heavyweight title, the WCW championship, Booker T became who he was, the five-time, five-time world champion, you know, that he was. Instead of that, um, what was he after Harlem Heat? Bro, GI bro. GI bro. You know, he... Sucker! He came into his own, and I was like, whoa. Yeah, Booker T came into his own. Big time. No. Especially as King Booker. King Booker. Another great thing that, you know, you wouldn't expect. And it was like, okay, okay, th- this works. He He's running with this, you know. He's making me believe that he's King Booker. So... Definitely between him and the Road Warriors um, promos, I have to say those are one of my favorite moments or some of my favorite moments of wrestling. Uh, For sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think we can agree we're three grown-ass men who still love wrestling and will continue to enjoy wrestling. And I hope to share my passion with wrestling with my kids and I hope to share my passion with wrestling with you you guys, best friends anyone can have, my wolf pack. Yeah. And continue to just, you know, enjoy wrestling and even enjoy it with whatever audience we have here straight to the mat. You know what I mean? I think I think at its wrestling at its best is entertaining. Do you know what I mean? Whether it's the matches, the gimmicks, you know, the promos, whatever. And wrestling anything goes and anything can happen. Miss McMahon has died on TV and has come back a week later. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, like this is just shit you can't find anywhere else. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, wrestling things can reset at any point, right? And I always thought that'd be an interesting thing. You know how there's, like, in comic book universes, universes get reset? I wonder if we'll ever get something like that in wrestling. Like, like a Flashpoint Paradox or, like, you know what I mean? So, something where, like, the whole WWE universe mm-hmm. or you know a wrestling company somewhere just restarts and like reboots so to speak like, the TNA kind of, they kind of did that uh, with the, when they took all the belts 
Nah, but I mean, but they still had continuity though. Like they, like Ric Flair was still there being Ric Flair. You know what I mean? Like Sting was still. Sting. But what was the storyline? Like when they when Russo took the belts and it was for like the New Blood or something. Was that it? And they just wanted to like give out well, new belts. Imagine though know, when he took the belts and everybody everybody was stripped from their belts and we're gonna start over. Be honest with you, the Vince Russo errors. But I mean, really I, but yeah, I remember that. But I don't. I, I mean, just like restart, restart, restart. Like from this point, from zero. Like oh, which wrestling? Com- which wrestling company has the balls to like? Just make everything start. TNA might need to do that. But it's so funny because we actually talked about this the other day. Cause remember, we was like, oh, like, um, WrestleMania, uh, the, the Monday after WrestleMania or the. Oh, yeah. After, yeah. Like, well, the season it, premiere. The season, but it's like, it, it continues. Like, well, how is the season premiere? Yeah. Well, and we were puzzled. Like, because you know, new TV things happen. Yeah. 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 Uh, I never got that. Either. Yeah. Well, because uh, I, th- I think the way that works is because <laughs> new things happen. Right? And like, so they made a DVD based on that only. My. The Monday really? after WrestleMania. Yeah. Oh, shit. I saw yesterday on... Um, Copy infringement. I need that. I need that in my life. I need that in my life because I, that's actually... We spoke about this and that's going to be one of uh, our future podcast episodes. So stay tuned, motherfuckers. But, um, but yeah, any any closing thoughts? Any any other thoughts on wrestling and favorite moments or why you love wrestling? Wrestling now, of course, people say, oh, it's not the same like it used to be back in the Attitude Era or the Golden Era of the WWE. You know, me, of course, me being the WWE head. Um, I still loved it. I still love the entertainment side of it. Um, I like, you know, here and the comic reliefs that we have, like, the New Day segments. Or especially now with the Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens segments. Um, it's entertainment. You know, people just gotta face the fact. It's, it's entertaining. It's there to make you laugh, make you cry, make you mad. Make you, you know, throw a chair or something. But it's just... It has an effect on you, some way or the other. It makes you want to do something. Yeah, I think you're right. I think wrestling <clears throat> does do that to you, right? It, like, it makes you want to almost sometimes get up and do something, right? You know what I mean? Like, hey, shit, uh, if I can treat life the way, uh, you know, someone treats a title run or, or trying to go after a title, I wish I could do that. I mean, like, give me that, give me that, that's mine, I want that, that's, that's where I'm going. Uh, Madness, any closing thoughts? <sighs> Sorry guys, I'm a little distracted playing with this WrestleMania 32 Triple H. If you haven't picked him up, you know, your local Toys R Us. He comes with the skull, he comes with the sledgehammer, and his wife, Stephanie Mann, is sure to follow in a couple of months, I believe. I'm not sure what wave. But as far as closing thoughts, um, and that was your impromptu elite of the week. I'm not feeling the 205 live. It's I see what they're trying to do. They're trying to rebrand the cruiserweight division, but it's not working because it's not the cruiserweight. It's more of WWE's lightweight division toned down like a hundred percent. Like they don't move like the cruiserweights in AAA. They just don't. To me, they're just your regular wrestlers that didn't make the weight of the heavyweight, and that's all they're doing. It's completely boring to me. All right. But, all right. I'm also looking forward to see where this. United Kingdom title run goes 
with the youngest. Is he the youngest champion in history? 19, supposedly they said this. Damn, 19. 19. He's 19. How old was Randy Orton when he won the title? 23. Okay, so he's the youngest champion right now. 19. So. Bloody hell, man. Bloody hell. Funny, I kind of forgot about that title. Well, it's on NXT. Oh, that's fine. So let's see where it goes. All right, well, gentlemen, um, safe to say that concludes another episode of uh, Straight to the Mat. Here closing the Cerebral Analyst. The Nest. Till next time. <clears throat> Rick. And uh, your co-host, the Ravishing American Salvadorian. Ravishing Rick. Uh, and Ooh yeah. The Madness 1984. Alright. Signing off. Peace out and thank you to Later. Second Round on Us. Later, guys. <laughs>